With what eyes do you look at the season of Advent and the season of Christmas? We've got some great conversation ahead of us today. Some articles from the Lutheran Witness, authors of articles from the Lutheran Witness, the uh, December issue on Advent and Christmas. Hope you can stick around for that. And take a look at prison ministry during the holidays as well. You're listening to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. Find out more about our underwriter, Concordia University, Wisconsin, at our website, kfuo.org. Look for C-U-Dub in the sponsor section. Joining me by phone this morning, the Reverend Broer Erickson. He's pastor of Zion Lutheran Church in Farmington, New Mexico, and translator of several books by Swedish pastor and author Bo Geertz, uh, including With My Own Eyes and The Knights of Rhodes. Pastor Erickson, welcome to Faith and Family. Thank you great to be here. A pleasure to have you with us today and uh, to uh, to talk about this article in the Lutheran Witness, Bo Geertz in Bethlehem, The Smell of Earth and Daily Life. Um, it, 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 Bo Geertz, let's start with, who is Bo Geertz? Bo Geertz, um, yeah, it, his name is pronounced differently in Swedish, but that's all right. Um <laughs> <laughs> He was a he was a pastor um, in in Sweden during the 20th century. He actually became a bishop, uh, and uh, he was a, a very uh, conservative uh, and confessional uh, theologian um, who uh, had great love for the church, had a great love for lay people, and wanted to enrich and and, and nourish uh, their life. Uh, with faith, and so he uh, he wrote uh, a lot of things uh, for lay people um, to to help them in their uh, in their faith. For example, uh, and I I've read uh, a few of a little of Bo Geertz's work, the um, the Hammer of God, all time favorite of mine. Uh, it's a, what a three part. It's it's really three books in one, right? Yes. Uh, three novellas uh, dealing with pastors going through uh, struggles during their, their own ministries and uh, how the gospel resolves that. Uh, mostly uh, it, he, he's dealing with different uh, pietist movements, and then you know the last novella uh, dealing with uh, different liberal tendencies in the church uh, in the early 20th century, um, which it kind of, in a way, reflects his own journey. I mean, he started out uh, as an atheist, um, converted uh, mostly for uh, because of the moral arguments. Uh, he was a, he was a very uh, morally conscientious person uh, his whole life, even as an atheist, and. Uh, it, it, Converted because of, uh, he, he found that uh, he needed God in order to underpin the morality that he had. Um, and so that kind of led to him falling into a, a few different pietist uh, sort of movements and tendencies. And, uh, and then later on, the gospel came and grabbed a hold of him. And that's when he really began to write. Who would you say influenced him? Well, so there are <laughs> there are many different influences in Geertz. He he had a tendency to be able to to uh, take what was good about people 
and blend it together into his thing um, where those are in Sweden. Even today, they're, they're somewhat uh, quite separated and yet still active. So uh, Anton Friedrichsen, of course, he's the one that I mentioned in, in the article, a Lutheran witness, was an exegete uh, who came to uh, understand the, the veracity of the Gospels. He was friends with Boltman, tr- you know, trained under the same systems and, and whatnot as, as uh, the liberal Boltman, um, but came to uh, have very different opinions about the, the nature of the Christian faith and, and the nature of the Gospels. Uh, and they debated about that sort of thing. Um, but he was a, he was one of the, the great influences on Geertz, uh, academically. Uh, the other influences, he, he really liked Rosinius. Rosini, uh, it was a Rosinian, uh, pietist movement that really grabbed hold of him with the gospel, uh, the atonement and the necessity of that in preaching. Um, which was something that he, he didn't have uh, up until he, I mean, it's, it's kind of a crazy story, but he used to preach to about 5,000 students as sort of a, a DCE or a youth speaker. Um, and he did that for a couple years after his time in Uppsala studying to be a pastor. Uh, and then he becomes a pastor. He's, he's in a sort of a vicarage situation. They, they ordain them before they, they go and have their training. And uh, it, it was, uh, he goes to a Rosinian parish, and uh, these followers of Rosinius teach him the importance of, of uh, the, uh, the gospel, the, the atonement, uh, justification by faith. And he, uh, so he, he grabs onto that, but then he has a problem there because they're very low church and almost don't even see the need for church at all. Um, you know, they, you can just have the, the bare gospel and the sacraments and clergy and stuff like that don't take a big uh, part of their piety. And so he started gravitating towards Chartau, um, or Hortau, as they say in, in Swedish. He was, uh, he was a, a theologian. Um, 19th century, early, actually 18th, but, uh, he was, um, he was influenced by Wurttemberg, pietism, which was a reaction against Moravians and Holly pietism, which is really what Walther goes after when he's talking about pietism. Walther's really thinking of, of Holly pietism and, and Moravian variants of that. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he has a strong emphasis on grace and the sacraments, the church life, and, and the need for, for a church life. How does Geertz approach the, the nativity narrative in you know, the book that, the writing that, that you speak about in, in this article, uh, Bo Geertz in Bethlehem, the it smelled of earth and daily life is is his book with my own eyes, a book that that you uh, recently translated and uh, um, from the the Swedish to to English. How does he approach the narrative of the nativity 
in this this book with my own eyes. Yeah. So, you know, the first thing that that, that grabs you is his description of the area uh, of Bethlehem, um, and he describes it in a way that is perhaps a little different than you would notice today going to Bethlehem. Uh, I, I went to Bethlehem almost 20 years ago, and, uh, you know, it struck me as, as kind of a city. I mean, it was almost unbroken between Jerusalem and Bethlehem. I, re- I remember walking from one to the other uh, in, in a short period of time. Uh, but Bo Geertz went to Israel in 1931, uh, at the behest of, of uh, Anton Friedrichsen. And so he, and Friedrichsen says, you know, when you go there, you need to walk everywhere. You need to walk every hill and valley. You need to take note of how, how the scenery changes during the different times of day, you need the, the fauna, the rocks, everything. And so Boyertz had a, a way in 1901, Israel what didn't exist. Um, it was the Holy Land, Palestine, if you want to call it that. Uh, but uh, Israel as a, as a nation did not exist. And it was a very different place. You know, he says that uh, people still farmed the way that they did in Christ's day. Uh, they still fished in the, the way that Peter and John did. And so he took in all of that experience. He spoke with the people. He spent about six months there. So he describes... The, the, the scenery around Bethlehem and uh, shows, you know, what it was like at that time. But then he, he uh, the, the brilliance of the book is that he takes these third-person narratives. Um, he kind of, he, he kind of puts you into the, the perspective of, of an onlooker seeing these events from the outside. And in, in this one, he takes on, you know, the, the perspective of the shepherds who are watching at night, and they, they see the, the, the family, the, the holy family, coming into Bethlehem, uh, and they're, they're perplexed because Mary is the one that's riding on the donkey, and that's just, that never happens unless the woman is uh, really sick or in trouble. Um, otherwise, it was always the man. And he, he, he kind of, he shows this all from their perspective of these shepherds who have grown up in Bethlehem and have worked there and, and lived there their whole lives, and they know the history of Bethlehem. And they, they know the prophecies of, of Scripture concerning Bethlehem, uh, because that's their home city, and that's just kind of a, a point of pride for them. And so he's able to work in, uh, you know, Ruth and, you know, Rahab and all of these uh, people that are coming from Bethlehem, and even the experience of David and, you know, how David, you know, they, they, they like David because he, he happened to have been a shepherd like them, uh, and then he became king. But then, but then they go, but was he really a shepherd? His dad actually, you know... Was, was kind of a nobleman in the area, had, had land and, and property. And that's different than being a hired-on shepherd like us. You know, we're, we're the real poor ones. We don't get to go in at night. We don't, you know, we don't get the, the, the same luxuries. You know, David might have 
spent the night out here watching the sheep, but he was still the son. And so he had special privileges that, that we don't have. With just a minute, a, just about you know, a minute left, how has how has Bill Gates's writing, uh, particularly this this treatment of the, the nativity narrative, how has it shaped Christmas traditions for you? With just about a minute left, well, you know, it's uh, something that Pastor Swirla and my own dad they had a copy of uh, an old translation of this, and they would read it at Christmas time every once in a while. Um, the old translation was out of print, and the language was archaic, um, which is part of the reason I, I retranslated it. Uh, but, you know, it brings you into the story. It offers a, a, a different perspective. And at the end, you know, the message is, he's just like us. He's just like one of us, this Jesus who was born here. Uh, born into this world, uh, he's God takes on the form of a servant, comes in and, and clothes himself with, with our body, with our flesh, with our bones, uh, lives with our blood, and uh, suffers in this world with us, uh, the way those shepherds uh, suffered watching the sheep at night to make a living. And, uh, you know, with the experiences that we all have in this, in this life of, of death and and uh, distress. You can check out Pastor Erickson's article, Bo Gertz in Bethlehem, It Smelled of Earth and Daily Life, in the December issue of The Lutheran Witness. Pastor Bro Erickson, pastor of Zion Lutheran Church in Farmington, New Mexico, translator of several books by Swedish pastor Bo Gertz, and including With My Own Eyes, the, the, I think that's the, the newest translation uh, that you worked on. Is that right? Yes. Yes, and it's available at 1517 Legacy Project or Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Audible. <laughs> Pastor Erickson, thanks so much for being my guest today, and uh, thanks for sharing with us about Bogirts. Thank you. Coming up in just a little bit, how do you observe Advent in your home? You're listening to Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO. Faith and Family is a production of KFUO Radio. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere, since 1924. Text the letters KFUO to 41444 to join the legacy with your tax-deductible gift. Concordia University, Wisconsin and Mequon overlooks a half mile of beautiful Lake Michigan shoreline. CUW campus is located 15 miles north of Milwaukee with over 70 undergraduate majors, 28 graduate degree programs, and doctorate programs in pharmacy, physical therapy, occupational therapy, and nursing practice. CUW offers online learning and accelerated learning at one of nine Wisconsin centers and one in St. Louis. Traditional or accelerated education, CUW has the program for you. CUW.edu.